Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Well, it's testimony time, and the Bible says that they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. So as we give, as the testimony is being given, believe it, receive it, and believe that you will also overcome the devil by the word of the testimony. So let us welcome our sister Lusandra up on stage to give her testimony. Hallelujah. Wow, Sandra, please introduce yourself to the church. My name is Lissandra Lois Nunu from Dancester. <laughs> I'm a centre director under my GSO Kata. <laughs> oh, wow, oh, wow. Okay, Lissandra, please tell us what your testimony is about. All right, so my testimony is about um, how tight pain or seed sowing helped me in my exam. Oh, wow. Then church, you say, oh, wow. Oh, wow. It's not easy to stand up here. We have to encourage. Hallelujah. So tell us, what was the problem? Okay, so um, initially I went for, is this type of pre- um, exams that we have a presentation part and then the written part. Mm. So went for the presentation and then we were supposed to be three, but one guy didn't come, so we were two and we went. And we presented and all of them. <laughs> the lecturer looked at us and he said he's very disappointed, but we didn't do anything. Yes. But <laughs> upon all the hard work that we did, he says we didn't do anything. And then, um, and then the, the marks that we are expecting, we are not going to get it. So we left, we left, my course mate was blaming me. I was like, she didn't blame me. And I was so down and disappointed. So later I texted Lady Reverend and I told her about the situation. She encouraged me, said God is in control. So when we went home, um, I saw a seed towards that particular exam. You saw the seed towards yes, a particular exam? Yeah. Why? Wow. wow. Why are you not standing and clapping that she stole a seed towards the particular exam? Now tell us how the miracle came about. So during that moment was when mommy, it was a series of um, tithing, when mommy was preaching on a series of tithing. tithing. So I believed in that and then I sold a seed on that particular exam. And then when the results came, that was the, that was the course I was looking for first. So when it came, I realized I had an A. A. Wow. I don't see why you are sitting now. I don't see why you are sitting now. I can't see why you are not happy. You don't know what it means. You, you don't know what it means for your lecturer to tell you that I'm very disappointed in what you did. And you will not get the grades. I see. Relax. You'll get there. Hallelujah. But she sowed a seed towards that particular presentation. And then she was looking, she was going through, when she hit, you know, you know how when your results come, you're looking, if you chill the course, room, she was looking for that course. And by the grace of God, she had an A, and she is here to give her testimony. Wow. So, Sandra, what do you have to tell the church? So, I would like to tell the church that I believe in tithing and seed sowing. Last there wasn't a, wasn't a season of tithing and sowing. But this, but I had, I had um, a good habit. But, so, this year, as it's a season of um, seed sowing and harvest time. I think you should actually believe it and do it. Wow, thank you, Sandra. Thank you so much. Wow. So, as our prophet has declared, this is our year of seed time and harvest. So, believe in the word of God and give, and you shall be blessed. Hallelujah.
Put your hands together. Oh, it's only the phone stars who are excited to be in church. Put your hands together. Instrumentalists, are you sure you are excited to be in church? Turn to your neighbor and say, my neighbor, I'm very excited to be sitting by you this morning. Oh, and please meet, look like you really mean it. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, my neighbor, I am really excited to be sitting by you today. And I want to believe that we will become friends. Well, this is the best part of the service. Because we are about to hear the word of God. Hallelujah. And I always say that you are in the best church because we have the best pastor, a pastor who is always praying for us, a pastor who gives us the word of God. Your life is about to be affected in a positive way. Put your hands together and let us welcome our pastor, our anointed E.S. Joy Philippe. Put your hands Wow, are you glad to be in church this morning? I said, are you glad to be in church this morning? Yeah, this morning we're going to learn a love song to the Lord. Amen. Hey, are you there? That's why we are learning the song. Because the way you have been telling the Lord that you love him, you know. And yet, I mean, I'm just coming to you, then I throw it at you that, oh, I love you. It's not nice. It's not nice. So we're going to learn this song. And we will learn it every Sunday, sad, so we're able to sing it properly. Let's take it from the chorus. Words cannot explain how great you are. Just give him a microphone and let's go. Are you there? Can you read? Did your English teacher teach you to read? Then read. We're going to read and we're going to learn it. Let's go. Words cannot explain. from the beginning just start from the beginning of the chorus they were just getting us warmed up so please just follow what we are trying to do ready go Slow it down a little bit. We are learning it. Is that okay? We are what? Now, some of you may be coming from a place where you're used to worshiping God in silence. And there's a place for that in our lives. Amen? But there's also a place for worshiping him with everything you have. Because he was the one. When Jesus was talking, he gave us two instructions. Love the Lord your God with all your what? Your heart your mind, your soul, your strength. Are you there? Because some of you, you have given your strength to football. You have given your mind only to studies. And then to God, you bring this... I don't want to describe it. Uh So even when the dancing stars are dancing, are like, why are they dancing like that in church? Where should they go and dance? We don't have a double life here. Our life is only one. It's when you have a double life, you take your dancing somewhere. Then you bring God abide. This is all. This is the religious dance. Open your Bible and show me abide. We are learning the song. Okay, take us from there. Thank you. I'm watching you. Words cannot explain how great you are. Your majesty, your king of kings, we bow.
Let's take it again. beginning to work okay instruments you are silent a little bit for us all right just pick it up without the music Words cannot explain no pass you are your majesty your king of kings we bow down when worship you alone. Ready, go. Words cannot explain how great If you are by a lady and she's not singing, ask her whether she doesn't speak English. Your majesty, your king of kings, we bow down and worship you. Gentlemen only. Let's go. Words cannot explain oh, how great you are. If you are by gentleman who's not singing, tell him that his raps will not work later. Your king of kings, we bow down and worship you. Words cannot explain how great you and I can't set the whole world through it. I will never find someone like you. Father, we are grateful that we can come before you. We can gather like this in your presence. Thank you. Thank you for thinking of us. Thank you for rescuing us. Thank you for doing us good. Even as we come before your word. Let that word do us good in the name of Jesus. I pray that your spirit will be here. Lord, may I just be a vessel in your hands. Do what you will do. Say what you will say. And Lord, may we be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Pick up your Bible, whatever your Bible is. We have a confession that we make every Sunday. Don't sit down. Just pick up your Bible. You'll sit down soon. Lift it up. Lift up your Bible. It's a confession because the words, the Bible says that the words of life and death are in your tongue. So we are choosing to speak some good things. So lift up your Bible and say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Wow, somebody remind me that we're going to pray a little bit. Utah has to open the university again. They have to give. We thank them for going on strike, but I mean, they have to return. Amen. Well, we've been talking about seven great principles. Seven great principles. These are seven things that guide you. A principle is a guiding thing. Something that when you understand it, you're able to do major things. Are you there? The reason why you can do engineering in Ghana and not be able to do certain things is because you don't understand the principles. The reason why we have electrical engineers in the house but we still have sound problems is because they don't understand the guiding principles. Because we have a system where you can chew and you can pour and you can pass. And that is why Pastor Augustine, who is struggling with our sound, he's an art student. He didn't. Uh, is it not true? Yeah. He's an art student and he just decided that Charlie. Let me just try and do something. And he's doing, and when he runs into a problem, he has to go and look at Google. Because there are electrical engineering students who have even got a first class. But Charlie, they are at Sikra. I'm your brother to this church to insult us. If the truth is an insult to you, then so be it. It shows how far you are. But it's real. It's a real thing I'm talking to you about. That we go to school and we learn things. But the guiding principle of it, the thing that will make us thrive in it and do well, we don't get it. That's why you are doing Akito. And if we don't watch you, you design a beautiful castle through which no air passes. Your room that you are in, how much air is passing through? I asked you a question. And if you're an Akito student, look straight at the board. Nobody will know that it's you. (laughs) But all I'm trying to say is that it's because there are some principles that you haven't learned. You are busy chew, pop, pass, and then that's it. Nurses who cannot give an injection without creating an abscess. It's a very serious thing I'm talking about. Oh. Lady Reverend Humi is a nurse. When I met her, she was in her first year. In their first year, they could give injections. In their first year. Today, nurse, you won't walk again. <laughs> Lady Reverend, what I'm saying is it true or it's not true? Because some principles have not gone down. We have just chewed the thing. The principle has not gone down. Are you there? Some of these things, you can't help them because it's not in your, it's not your making. It's not your fault. Are you there? You came into school and what you met is what you met. But when it comes to your life with God, that one you can do something about. I said, that one you can do something about. Don't come to God with the kind of life you have in school. You have come to the Lord, but you don't know anything about what he says. Are you here? Hey, you are very quiet. You see, I meet you Sunday after Sunday, and some of you, I can see the dancing of a club upon you. But when you come to church, you don't dance because you don't understand the guiding principle of all. We are singing a song. We are saying that words cannot explain, you know, how great you are. But the thing is that you can't even see it because you can't see the greatness of God. I'm speaking to somebody this morning. You don't understand the principle. You don't even understand that your breath is in somebody's hand. And if he says, that's it. If he just holds it like that, you are gone. We don't even need five minutes. You are gone. So you shouldn't, we shouldn't really need a fantastic miracle to understand that we deal with a great God. Am I talking to somebody here? Yeah. If you are a science student moment, you don't believe in God. I have a problem with you. Yeah, because, not because the arts are lower, they are dealing with another spectrum of things. But if you are doing science and you are studying the things you are studying and you cannot see that there's an awesomeness to it, then I wonder, one day I was studying, I was studying for some exam or other and I was looking at the workings of the kidney that you're going to 
drink water up here. And it's going to go all the way down. And it's going to clear up all the toxins and find its way into the little tubules, the different tubules. And they're going to sort out what should go and what should stay. I tell you, by the time I was done, I was dancing in my room. I said, what? What a God. When you think about it, that regardless of color, if I assemble 10 guys here and I take a knife, one white, one blue, one, one green, one, one what, any tribe, and I take a knife and I cut from here to there, the same muscle, it will lie in the same place. Hey, it's mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling. One of my young daughters who's on the mission, she's expecting her first baby. She sent me a text. And then she said, Mommy, is this normal? And she began to explain some things that she was feeling. And then she says, when I walk, I feel as though my hips are moving. I said, yeah, some hormones have come that are preparing you to give this birth. And your, your bones are already... Then she said, hey, awesome. Awesome. So you don't need so much to see the greatness of God. You cry just the fact that you're in the university cry is a sign. Just say, baby, I will feel no. Are you here? Just that should show you that there's a great being somewhere. Me, I marvel because me from class one all the way through SHS, there was nothing special about my studies at all. I was a totally average student. How many average students are in the house? Look at us. Plenty of average students. Average. I didn't even understand that at the time, O-level, A-level. I didn't even understand that after O-level, A-level, then university. When I found out, I said, eh. I was very surprised. So when I sit there and I think about it, I went to school and I got a PhD. I can only see the greatness of God. I didn't know any PhD order in my house. At all. Are you there? How does an average student get a PhD? I thought it is the first classes and the somethings and the somethings. Tell everybody there's hope for me. There's hope for me. There's hope for me. Some of you, when you entered the university, you couldn't read. Because you arrived by ways and means. Up here, up there. Shabaya. But you are here. And you actually graduate. <laughs> Hallelujah. But this is why we must understand the principles of what we are doing. So that at least in our Christianity, dear, we have a full understanding of what is going on with us. And last week, Film Stars, God bless you. Thank you for talking to us again about spirit, soul, and body. I taught you the first principle last week. Man is a spirit. He has a soul. And he lives in a body. Where are my three examples? When I start to say it, please arise. Amen. Gideon is not in this service, so somebody has to be. All right, powerful. Let us work in. Amen. You may think you are three in one. First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23. I can see you guys are awake this morning. It's working for you. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God that your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we know that something is going on with us. We are spirit. And that spirit is in the form of just how we are. But this is inside there. Can you see that? Same thing. Head, hands, legs, tongue, everything. But it's inside. And I said, this is representing body, soul, spirit. Are you there? And all of them are inside here. This one is somewhere in there. Hey. I don't want to go all over again. If you need to backtrack, go and go to the, our podcast. There's a podcast in my name. And you can listen to it. So that I can go on to principle number two. Which you also need to understand well. So please, I beg you, listen well. You remember that when I was preaching last week, I said to you that when you get born again, there's only one aspect of you that is changed. And that is your spirit. That's the only part of you that is changed. Jesus said that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. So when you are born again, it is your spirit that has changed. The rest of you is as is. That's why if you were quarrelsome, you are still quarrelsome. Uh-huh. If your hair is green, it is still green. If you like a plant, you still like a plant. 
how you are. It's like that, Pepepe, but your spirit has changed. It looks like a small difference. It's not small at all. Because God is spirit. And it is the living nature or the dead nature of your spirit that makes him receive you into heaven. Or send you to hell. However, we are still here. Tell your neighbor, we are still here. We have not gone anywhere. We've not gone anywhere. So we need to understand that the spirit of the unsaved man is dead and desperately wicked. No matter who you are, if you have not prayed to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, your spirit is dead and desperately wicked. Your spirit. You need to understand it very well. Because this is the explanation for the inherently wicked nature of man. When you take demons off, next evil beings are human beings. If you doubt it, remember the senior you met when you went to SHS 1. Just remember that senior. <laughs> I don't need someone says I was the senior. You now you know the things you were doing. <laughs> The wickedness. And some of you, the wickedness too with which you responded. One of our fantastic bishops, he told me about how he was in first year and somebody persecuted his life. Then one day, the person said, fill this cup of water with a teaspoon. Do you understand? The person has a cup of water. He's sitting in the dormitory. Take your teaspoon. Go to the tap. Fetch the water. Walk with it all the way, all the way, and put it inside the cup and go again. How many goings will you go? I can't even count. <laughs> go again and fetch. Then the guy said, Today be today, I will sort this issue out. He will not know. Do you know what he did to the senior? Oh, he went. He went. Oh, he went. Tell anybody, he went with a spoon. But instead of turning to the bathroom to go and collect the water, he turned to the toilet and went and from the shank he fetched one spoon and he brought it. And he did it till the cup was full. And the senior drank it not knowing that. <laughs> hey. Where do such ideas come from? And you say, oh, mom, it's because the senior was wicked to him. So, okay, so what about a child? Where do children get their wickedness from? Some of you, have you forgotten? You catch the frog. Who taught you to do that? And you say, I want to remove one leg and see what it will do. They remove one. Then when the frog is going, they say, let me remove one hand and see what it will do. Then the frog will be there like a child. I'm asking you a question. I said, where did that wickedness come from? Who taught the child that when you, you can remove the leg of a lizard, where did you even learn it from? Young man sitting here on your phone. I don't know if you're on your phone or writing notes, but I beg you. Uh-huh. Otherwise, sit behind the pillar. <laughs> Maybe he's writing notes. Are you there? Hey! Wickedness. Oh, I'm lying. Even in children. You let the children have a classmate who is a cripple and cannot walk. What they will manifest on the child. The reason is because the spirit of the unsaved man is dead and desperately wicked. Let us continue. Look at, you see, that's why we need democracy. Democracy is not really good. But when you have people who have ultimate power, like the tyrants, Power corrupts, and ultimate power corrupts ultimately. So when you have somebody in power who doesn't have any balancing something, the government doesn't have three arms, what? Legislature, judiciary, 
And then what? Executive. If it's not there, that's when they wake up and do things. They just rise up and, and act. Is it true or it's not true? That's why democracy it also gives us problems because you, the majority can, oh, can be wrong. They can be wrong. But it's trying to balance the wickedness in man. Because when man sees that there's no control, our things come. Our things come. When there's a war, nobody's in control. That's why they'll catch children, put them in a well and burn it. They say, oh, librarians are very some way. It's not that they are some way. We are also some way, but the things that, you know, keep us in check, don't allow. Pray that there's never a war in Ghana. Pray. Because when there, if there is, you will see exactly what you saw elsewhere. Short sleeves or long sleeves. You say you like long sleeves, they'll cut your hair off. You say you like short sleeves, they'll cut your hair off. Yeah, human beings. Where is that wickedness from? Where is that wickedness? But that's why I told you that after demons, it's human beings. Jeremiah 17 and verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. In the Bible, the heart, spirit, they use them interchangeably. Are you there? And it is because we have disobeyed God. There is a scripture in Romans chapter 1. I'm going to read portions of it because it explains what I'm trying to say to you. Let's begin with verse 18. Because at a point, God just gave up on certain things. Said the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Are you there? Give me verse 21 of the same Romans 1. Because when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Verse 24. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Verse 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. All this went right from the fall of man. So Adam and Eve came. They had a good relationship with God. Every afternoon they'll meet in the garden and, make, and drink tea. Okay, tea didn't exist then. I suppose they were just eating fruits. <laughs> they'll drink juice. Fruit juice, apple juice today, orange juice tomorrow, grape juice the next day, banana smoothie. <laughs> and God told them, that particular tree, don't touch it. The day you do it, you die. Well, well, happens until today we are doing the same thing. Eve took it, ate it, and Adam ate. Hey, you see, the women have brought it. Did you have to eat it? If you had not eaten, maybe there would have been a little hope for us. Did you have to eat the nearest guy? Did you have to eat it? Eh? Joshua, did you have to eat it? Did you have to? I thought you said you are the boss. <laughs> However, they ate it, and when they ate it, what happened to them was spiritual death. From that day till now, mankind is in a problem. And that is the problem Jesus Christ came to solve. Are you in the church? Because nobody can relate to something that is dead. Once the thing is dead, no matter how you like it. You know, I like animals a lot. I've had dogs in my house for years. One thing I don't like is chains. And the reason I don't like the chain, one day, we had these two serious dogs. They are neighbor serious dogs. We chained them. And we left the house. And we went. When we came back, one of them, these were big dogs, big and beautiful dogs. One of them had tried to jump and had gotten entangled. And it had strangled itself. As it was there, we came to meet this beautiful dog, dead. No matter how we loved it, we had to send it somewhere and bury it. Are you there? Some of us have loved has lost people that we love. People that we want them to be with us always. People that we have, we are, we, we are one with. Then suddenly, yeah, 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 and they are gone. 
In a few weeks' time, even in this church, we have a funeral of the wife of one of our pastors. No matter how we love you, we must bundle you up, bury you somewhere. And so God was faced with that. That when the man he created for the sake of love and companionship and somebody that he can be with who is like him and understands him. When man fell and his spirit died, God had no, rich, no choice but to say, Chale, and that is the Romans one we are bringing. So take yourself. Are you in the house or you have trampled? Have you never been in your house? You are so naughty that your parents are stored. I, my friend, my friend, go your way. You see, you are very quiet on this side of the room. And I know that it means all of you. That's the answer. <laughs> I am taking my time to explain this because people accuse God often. That if you are God, why is this and this and this and this and this happening? It's because of the state of man. No matter how you love that body, you cannot be there. We have had a few stories in the news of people who have taken their dead person and put the person in the freezer. It's like, I don't want the person to go. <laughs> Push your neighbor. This is also the reason for 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 14, which I'm going to enjoy reading to you. <laughs> Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness. As you have come, it used to be September rush. I suppose now it is January rush. The January rush is on. And the raps are more potent than the ones they have been walking around with here on the stage. And as for girls, our weakness are yes. And you are listening. Then you come and tell me that, oh, but he said, and I love him. And the guy is not born again. He's not a Christian. Not that if he's born again, he has a right. No. But I'm just explaining something to you. Why, even when you are 40 years old and you now say, I've waited and waited to be married, and you come with an unbeliever, we can never say it's okay. Because it is not okay. Because the scripture says, don't be unequally yoked. What is the unequal yoke? You, your spirit is born again. It's a different one. And his is the original dead one. And you want to yoke it together. Everybody who has not given their life to Christ, their father is Satan. I'm sorry. I should prove that one to you. Hey. We'll enter somewhere. We'll not come out now. I'll prove it to you. <laughs> so as you marry the person, your father-in-law is Satan. Church has become quiet. Masha Kabaya. Hey. When your spirit is born again, your father is the Lord. He's with you. Your spirit is not born again. Satan is taking you to hell. He's taking you. So when the two of you now couple yourselves together, as you are there in your room, father-in-law has come for a visit. I've come for a visit. Meanwhile, let me inform you that when he comes, he brings his own chair. He's not going now. He's not leaving now. This is the reason. And I need to say it because I have people arguing with it over and over. But you see, I am 38 years old. If I don't mind, really? Under what circumstances do you want Satan as your father-in-law? You are here. You are not born again. You are offended when I say that Satan is your father. I beg you, don't be offended. Maybe you didn't know. You have an opportunity to change it. But if you don't change it, it's your choice. Ish. I wanted to give you the next principle. Principle number three. Hey, are you there? There has to be hope somewhere. So, what are we saying? Principle number three says, again, we're talking about the spirit. Are you there? The spirit of the saved man not his soul, not his body. The spirit of the saved man is righteous and truly holy. Why is that so? Because when you gave your life to Christ, do you remember last week? I told you. Changed. Gave you a new one. So your spirit, your spirit is righteous and truly holy. Please bear in mind, I did not say that yourself. 
your spirit. Because many of you have given your lives to Christ and have expected that when you wake up the next morning, you have a holy feeling and all is gone. And you wake up the next morning and you're, you are as what? The same erections that you had two days ago, you have it again. Uh, well, you are uncomfortable because I'm calling a spade a spade. Yeah, yeah, it's a spade, it's a spade. It's not a digging instrument. Are you in the house? I need you to understand it because until you understand it, Satan will beat you every day. He will come and tell you that your salvation there, it was not real. It is real. It is only that if it's for now, your spirit is what is saved. I hope you're understanding what I'm saying. If your hair is green, it continues as green. If you like overeating, you are still overeating. If you are fat, you are still fat. You are thin, you are still thin. The way you think is still the way you think. That is why there are saved people whose behavior looks like an unsaved person. Because the spirit is saved, all right. But it hasn't gone any further. Ephesians 4, verse 24. It says that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. You now need to be aware of yourself. When you are not aware of yourself, I need somebody wearing jeans to come. Jeans, you are in jeans. Good. You're in jeans. Sit down. Just sit. Why can you sit? Because jeans are there. Everywhere is okay. Am I talking to somebody? Everywhere is okay. I can't see anybody in white jeans and white trousers. If I've had somebody in white trousers and I said, sit. The person may have gone to look for a handkerchief and put it there and may have. What's the difference between the two? Your awareness. Your awareness. When you are aware that your spirit is saved, it begins to have an effect on what you do. But when you are not aware, your spirit may be saved, but you are just there. And that is what accounts for the difference. Thank you, Bill. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21. I want you to begin to value your salvation. I tell you. Me, mom, dear, it's a very precious thing to me. You see, when you have sinned a lot, when you are saved, you really appreciate it. Some of you, I suppose, you came down from heaven as angels. You are already correct. So you, dear, it maketh no difference. But those of us who were sinners, dear, we value it back. Look at the scripture. Look at this scripture. 2 Corinthians 5.21. It says, For he has made him to be sin for us. Who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him? Jesus Christ came. As he came, no fault, no mess, no anything. And then God said, So let me take the sin of all these people. The jamming that you went to jam. The music that you are singing that soul some way, by the time you finish singing, you want to have sex with somebody. The soul, the somewayness, you're cheating, you're lying. Let me take your filthiness and say, collect all and put it on this person who had nothing. He didn't sin, didn't do anything. Let him carry all of it. Then the righteousness that he had, give it to them. Oh my goodness. If you were a believer, you would have been clapping. If you knew your sinfulness, do you know why? Do you know why you are clapping politely? It's because many of us we live in denial. You don't know that you are as bad as you are. Hmm. I say you don't know that you are as bad as you are. If you knew, you'd be grateful for the fact that you are not being held to pay for it. Me, mom, dear. Hey, I cannot pay. I cannot pay. Hey. I came from a proper house. Ah. 
I'm saying it because sometimes you're unfortunate. You are a, a victim of a home that is broken. And that brings difficulty to your life. I didn't have any such problem. Some of you have a father in the house you don't talk to. My father was my friend. No problem. I took a decision that the thing that's called badness, I will enter. Yeah, I had no excuse. <laughs> you are smiling at me. I had no excuse. I said, I will check all out. Oh, yeah. The only thing that saved me was that Ghanaian boys don't like people my height and size. That's the only reason why they didn't catch it. But, if, but when they are dating all my mates on campus, nobody will date me, but I'm going some myself. After all, my classmates are all boys. We shall get one person to jump with tonight. Oh, crow. Ah, Jesus. You see that you are very quiet. That's why I say you, dear, your righteousness, there is plenty. Mm. Mm. Hey. Hey. If you then I was in a class of Greek boys, every day their language was some way. I said, You will not over me. You say one, I say two. You say one, I say two. You say one, I say four. You say one, I say three. You say one. Hey. So the language. But when I get home, eh? Have you seen favorite child? Ha! I will execute it for you right now. But you know, I am sure that God knew that I was going to become your pastor. That's why all your shenanigans don't move me. I can see right through you like a mirror. That's why you come here, you come and stand there. Happy tour. You just finished masturbating this morning, you are here. Last night, you were on the pond. Don't bring yourself at all. You were walking on the road. Some girls were in front of you and you were like, to whom to? To whom for? To whom shall I live? Come on. Don't bring yourself at all. Hey. But you know, that is why for me, this scripture means so much. Because if God has said you will pay for it, I don't know how to pay. I don't know how. I don't know how I would have paid. Hey. I would wake up on a Monday morning. When I wake up on Monday morning, I have to assess the number of boys who are chasing me. If it's less than six, then I'll say to myself, Charlie, we have to change something. The, the charm is not working. Let's, let's change something. So, hey, hey, And somehow, he has brought me out of that. And he's saying that the righteousness you didn't pay for, Media chow, collect it free. Oh man, that's why it's not hard for me to sing. Pick it for me, Marvin. Where are you? Take a microphone. Words cannot explain. explain hey. how great you to me, are. it is not just a song. How? And I look at her, you are only first years old. Continuing for no, they have not come. I don't know how or why anybody would choose somebody like me to pastor. No, no, I don't. It can only be because he's great. I think it can only because be because he's great. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you in the house? Please sit down. I'm finishing. Amen. So when you are born again, we are yet to tackle. That's why I told you, don't miss this series at all. What has happened to many of you is that your spirit is born again, but your flesh is disturbing. I need you to understand something. Your flesh, it has not changed. It will not change. It shall never change. If you joke with it, it will disgrace you. What changes is the influence of your spirit. The strength of your spirit. Are you there? And when you are able to get your soul to work together with... Take us to Romans 12 2. I'm ending. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. 
It says, be not conformed to this world. Some of you, your spirit is born again, but you are like anybody in the world whose father is Satan. He says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's why you need to come to church. Because it is here that this spirit is going to get a certain amount of food. It is here that pressure is being brought to bear on your mind. If your thinking does not change, your behavior will not also change. You see, you have been watching the polo since you were in P6. And when you get to a certain point, you don't even feel bad again. But when you come here, you say, Charlie, I cannot be saved, sanctified. Jesus cannot pay this price for me to continue watching what I am watching. Some of you have files and folders of it. You are saying, hey, turn to the nearest. And listen, whether it be girl or boy, same. There used to be a time when it was a man's thing. These days, girls and guys, oh, they are all inside. Tell your neighbor, I'm not fooled by your nice face. You know, sometimes people will come and tell you that, oh, but this unbeliever, his behavior is so good. We're not talking about behavior here. We're talking about spirit. Yeah. And you need to begin to appreciate what Jesus has done for you. Amen. That's why me, I like music. I brought my love of music to the church. I like dancing. The only reason why I don't dance more than you is that these days, at a certain age, if I dance here, when I finish, I don't have strength to preach. So I have to... But when I'm wed, I'm not going to preach. Oh, I will manifest. Are you there? I'll give him my everything. Everything. You have kept some for yourself. I'm watching you. (laughs) I'm ending. Hallelujah. I want want to say to you that this is the true state you are in. If you have given your life to Christ, the spirit of the saved man is righteous and truly holy. That's why we say that it doesn't really matter what you've done. That's not what you are being measured on. right? The thing that takes you to heaven or hell is this one. We'll deal with this in the next couple of weeks. But today as I'm ending, what's the state that you are in? Have you given your life to Jesus Christ? Or you are there saying, oh, but my behavior, Christ is better than some Christians. I'm sorry, oh, he's not going to evaluate us based on that. He's going to evaluate us based on what's happening here. Are you born again or are you not? Righteousness, it is free. And Pastor, I ain't saying we'll make mistakes again. How? We make the mistakes. Sometimes you can push us. I remember recently, Lady Reverend was saying that I want to keep my born again. She said, if I respond to what is going on, sometimes we respond. Are you in the house? But the reason why it doesn't rob us of heaven is because God is looking in there at your spirit. And Pastor, so should I go and continue calling? I beg you. It's not a license to sin. Paul says, shall we continue to sin that grace may abound? He says, certainly not. But I'm explaining it so that you understand why your salvation is so precious. Free of charge. Paid already. All you have to do is to accept it. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. And this morning, as you stand to your feet, I want you to sing this song again with meaning and with understanding. Take us away.
as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, I'm asking you again, what is the state of your spirit? Have you given your life to Jesus or have you not? If you have not, it does not matter whether you have been in church for 26 years. It does not matter that you are even a chorister. It doesn't even matter that you are a preacher. It doesn't matter because it is like if I sit in a, in a garage, no, long, no matter how long I sit there, I'll never be a car. What matters? Have you given your life to Jesus? He is the one who says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It's not our invention. It says, except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So while every head is bowed, while every eye is closed, you are here and as you judge by yourself, your spirit is still the old original one. But you are saying, I want to be born again. I want to change it. I want to have free access to this righteousness you speak of. As you stand, lift up your right hand. Just lift it up where you are. God bless you. I see your hands. I see your hands. I see your hands. I see your hands. Wherever you are, whether inside, outside, just come. Just come in front here. We're going to pray that prayer together. Just come. Step out of where you are and come. Let the pastors and ushers guide you. Come, 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 come. Come from where you are. Don't think about your friend by you. Just come. God bless you. Keep coming. I saw more hands. Don't be ashamed of him. Don't let him be ashamed of you. Step out of where you are. Just come, just come, just come. Come on, sing it. Today you will taste of his salvation. Oh, I can search the whole world through it. I will never find someone. Keep coming, keep coming. You are thinking, your heart is pounding. It's a sign that he's calling you. Just come, just come, just come. Don't let anyone be the reason why you don't cast them forth. Just come. Your majesty, your king, your king. Oh, yes. Keep coming. Somebody, you are fighting with yourself. You are saying that I can't come. But Jesus is waiting for you. He says, come, however you are, whatever your state out and come, come and receive something for free. If you're standing in front here this morning, I want you to know that you've made the best decision ever. A decision you will never regret all the days of your life. You want to bow down your head and let us pray. You want to just pray this prayer after me? Make it your prayer. What you're doing is to confess Jesus as he asked us to in Romans 10, 9 and 10. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. Help us in the congregation, please. Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me from my sin. Cleanse me and make me clean. Please write my name in your book. I receive your sacrifice. I accept you as my Lord and as my Savior. Thank you that I have access to your righteousness and to everything that you have for me. Thank you so much, Lord Jesus. Now I want you to say some, do something. Lift up your right hand and just say, Satan, me and you, it's finished. I have no contact with you, no contract, no agreement from today. I belong to Jesus. Then you want to say thank you Jesus for saving me in Jesus name. Amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F O L C I E D S. God richly bless you.